0: welcome back to the betrayed i'm gina beck
1: this is drew williams
0: thank you for listening liking commenting and subscribing i appreciate y'all especially the reviews on apple podcasts
1: yeah, and thank you guys for the continued engagement. All those regular names, hashtag and banana cat, and just seeing you guys actually get along and stuff in the in the chat on YouTube is pretty cool. So thank you guys again. How are you, Drew? I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Looking forward to this podcast. I I think I'm just gonna jump right into it. Yeah. Partners for youth, a program that provides programs and services to some of Lexington's most vulnerable kids. This is taking place in Kentucky. It has announced its 2020 and 2021 I Do school year program list. I just thought this was really interesting and kind of different from what we usually talk about, but in the same realm. This is helping kids. Parents can take advantage of enrolling their children in more than 40 free and affordable positive youth programs. The Partners for Youth program works with the community to support Kentucky's most vulnerable and valuable youth so kids that are going through hard times need something to do you know there's tons of different programs that these kids can sign up for and work with other adults and adults yeah it's at a, these programs it's a I pretty, think it's great
1: it's a pretty big list too everything from like dance to like bluegrass history to there's like agricultural stuff there's some cool things on it
0: Yeah, it's supposed to prevent juvenile delinquency through collaboration and capacity in the building, which I think is smart, because I know when I went to youth group and stuff like that when I was younger, even if you weren't into church or, you know, not into religion at all, youth group was a cool place still that had activities for us to do and things that we could do outside of religion. It wasn't just about that. Like, people didn't try to Oh, yeah, no, my youth
1: group was the same way growing up, like, we went to, like, Six Flags every year, we went to Universal Studios, we did, like, boat trips, like, houseboat trips, took us to the snow a few times, yeah, youth groups can be really good.
0: Yeah, we went to a a camp, and it's still so memorable to this day, the camp we went to, uh, I got to go on a blob for the first time, and blob my friends into the water, and... Like not even just the fun activities, I learned so much about myself that year that I hang on to now. So things like that, I feel like impact kids' lives for the rest of their lives. It's really I have,
1: cool. I have two, two of my very best friends that are, I went to youth group with. I mean, that's just, you meet those type of people and those connections. They are good.
0: That's cool. If you hear a little rattling in the background, it's my dog trying to get comfortable, by the way. I can hear it. So I know you guys can. So this uh, is about, I want to jump into this also, because it has to do with children and it's like I said, in the same realm, but we don't usually talk about things like this, but I think that we should. Um, These kids are in this home that is filled with, you know, rodent, poop, 41 dogs, uh, just hoarding situation, disgusting, like the parents don't clean up. It was happening in Redding, California. The Reading Police Department says three people have been arrested for felony child endangerment after four kids were found to be living in poor living conditions. I mean, rodent poop, it can make you sick, right? And Yeah, he-
1: and they and they I think in the article, doesn't it say something about like all the kids' feet being covered in dog feces too or something like that?
0: Oh man. The arrest happened on the afternoon of September second at the residence in Oakwood Mobile Park on Lake Boulevard. Police say Jack and Nola their last name is Van Deventer, Van Deventer, and Robert Holsey claimed responsibility of the four children at the residence. Police say the kids were 17, 12, 11, and the youngest was nine years old. In the residence, police say they found rat, roach, ants, and in fly infestations, and found the rats had bored holes into the floor. <laughs> Yuck, <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs>
1: they had started they- nesting underneath the floor. Yeah, so... They, they they dug their way through, bit their way through.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just poop under there. Like, probably poop you can't get to.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: They had holes into the floor and ate the electrical wiring. There was also makeshift wiring and open electrical boxes found around the residence. Along with a water leak, saturating the floor, police say there were feces throughout the residence and on the children's feet, like you just said. It is believed the feces was from the 41 dogs. <laughs> I just... How do you have 41 dogs?
1: 41 And what like, kind of dogs? Just think about... It doesn't even matter. If you had 41 chihuahuas, it wouldn't... Just imagine the madness of 41 chihuahuas or 41 pit bulls or whatever it is, regardless of size. Like, that is so much... That is not enough. I grew up...
0: <laughs> I grew up having a family... I totally get it. I grew up having a family friend, his grandmother had I couldn't even tell you how many wiener dogs and they were all wiener dogs and she would say boys to the right girls to the left and they would separate the boys would be at the right and the girls would be at the left I'm not kidding it was the craziest thing I've ever saw but it was not clean it was not healthy Uh, but those dogs were smart they knew they all had their own name it was just it was crazy they knew their own name i don't know how
1: clean you could really keep one property with 41 dogs or even like 10 dogs like i mean she had
0: over 10 for sure over 15 for sure but in this case 41 like when i saw that that was the most i've ever saw until hearing about 41 dogs i know people have a lot of dogs but sheesh Uh, I guess the Reading officers say that the parents claim the children were being homeschooled, but there was no sign of homeschooling being done. Police say all four children appeared to be academically behind for their ages. The children were taken to the Child Family Services, and all dogs were taken by an animal regulation officer. All three adults were arrested for felony child endangerment and booked into the Shasta County Jail. Well, good, that's where they belong. I mean, you can't be... Living in circumstances like that and your kids, you know, uh, risking their lives. I mean, they can get sick. They're not being taught anything, not going to school. Like, it's a crazy situation. I'm
1: sure more details will come out. It's probably even more horrific than we think. They're probably drug addicts, things like that. Right. Well, I guess this kind of leads me into, I think, one of the biggest things going on right now as far as viral videos and just showing... I don't know the the ripple effect of what it can have on a child i'm sure many of you have either heard about stand for sophie it's the nine-year-old who's in a video in a truck and a discussion between her grandmother i believe her mother's there too but it's mainly the grandmother i'm gonna read an article from heavy.com that uh, came out september 1st stand with sophie gofundme campaign for nine-year-old texas girl goes viral GoFundMe campaign for a nine-year-old Frisco, Texas girl, Sophie Long, has gone viral across the U.S. The campaign centers on a family court case involving Sophie's parents and features an upsetting nearly 20-minute video of the child pleading for adults for help, alleging that she has suffered abuse from her mother's home, refusing to leave the vehicle during the custody exchange. Thousands of people online are getting involved in the cases, reaching out to officials. The GoFundMe campaign which has been verified by the platform and is organized by Sophie's stepmother, was posted August 21st and has already raised over $50,000. It's actually at $157,000 almost right now, doubling its target at $25,000. The story has created a movement, Stand With Sophie, that's flooding social media platforms such as TikTok, where a video of Sophie pleading that she doesn't want to go leave her father has gained nearly a million views. The Frisco Police Department, where this open uh, excuse me the frisco police department where this is an open investigation posted a statement on twitter confirming that sophie is in a safe location and urging the public to stop sharing false information and speculation online in a statement posted on their facebook page the Lacey lakeview police department provided more information about the situation chief john Truitt wrote that the female juvenile shown in numerous youtube videos taken by her father and placed on a gofundme page is presently in a safe home. He added that there is a lot of misinformation online and confirmed that there is an ongoing custody dispute. The police chief wrote that the father lives about 100 miles south of Lacey Lakeview and the mother is about 100 miles north. This is Dallas area. True, added that in t- July 2020, the father reported the sexual abuse of the child to the appropriate law enforcement agency where the offenses occurred. The offenses did not occur in Lacey Lakeview, which I believe is where the video was taking place at. According to the police chief's Facebook statement, his jurisdiction was involved in the one incident in the family case. In that incident, the father said that Sophie was injured during a custody exchange that occurred at Lacey Lakeview. According to the statement, the LLPD is investigating the father's allegations as well as a phone call between Sophie's father and Corporal Plummer at the LLPD that was posted online. Heavy confirmed that there is an ongoing family custody case in Collin County, Texas involving Sophie's parents. It is unclear where the case stands at this point and where Sophie is currently residing. An update to a GoFundMe page posted by organizers stated who claim to be Sophie's stepmother. We do not have Sophie or the boys. We do not know who has them. This whole thing, if you watch this video, and Gina actually sent it to me. That's where I found it first. It was cut up on TikTok um, into five parts, I think it was, something like that and if you watch this thing and don't just have your heart ache i don't think you have a soul because it it's hard to listen to because she it completely is aware she's terrified but she's completely aware of how wrong everything is and like the games that the Mm -hmm. adults are playing like it's so we'll link the father's YouTube page, which has the full video on it. Um, his name is a uh, YouTube channel. is called Charming Gypsy. I'm sure it's getting more more views every day. It has some clips with him singing with Sophie, but it has the full video and context. And it also has a police phone call that was mentioned in that article uh, between him and the police officer. And it's really weird when you listen to the... I don't know if you did, but if you listen to the conversation between him... And I believe it's the Lacey Lakeview PD. It's either a detective or it's a chief, but he goes on and he's basically lecturing him how to properly raise a daughter instead of addressing the sexual allegations, sexual abuse allegations. It's really weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it it's, it's weird.
1: It's very, very strange. I've seen some people saying that he trained her to say these things, and I'm just I she's an amazing actress then i mean if the father trained her to do that i just they don't it doesn't seem fake to me any no no part of that video seems fake to me
0: no it was it was heartbreaking Uh, i came across it i was scrolling through facebook where they had taken the tiktok videos and putting it into a bunch as a post and i watched i saw the headline where it was brief and vague and then i started listening to one of the clips and finish them and that's when I sent it to you and for sure it, it, I, it was insane because it was nothing that I don't think we have saw on our timeline before you know what I mean but th- this is something that happens I feel like every day it's very common and so that's why I, I really am glad that we're talking about it because it's not only gonna spread more awareness but it's gonna help her situation so if you can handle that kind of content and it doesn't bring up triggers for you, I suggest watching and listening to it. That is a little girl that needs to be believed, needs to be listened to, and needs to be taken care of and put in a different home because I just, I couldn't imagine not believing my child or my granddaughter.
1: There's a, there's a moment in that in that, in that circumstance. There's a moment in that video where she's, She's got her hands clenched so tight in between the uh, the headrest, like actual bars, and she's just crying, like, mm. "Why don't you believe me?" And like, you can just see her like pleading in her grandmother, like, "Please, like, believe me." And it's just like, I, I don't know. Maybe that is something more common. Maybe she does. The mother doesn't want to believe that her own daughter is involved in something like that. But
0: which <sighs> is also very common. A lot of women don't want to believe that their husband would do that. A lot of women rely on their husband for a lot of things, which is, you know, sucks to say that, oh, her relying on her husband shouldn't stop the fact of, you know, putting, exposing him, right? Or getting him put in jail for what he did. But it is very common for women to feel or be manipulated or be in a domestic violence situation and not be able to talk not be able to get their story out either. They have their own story with that man as well. So there's total there's like tons of different situations surrounding that circumstance that could be going on. Just so scary and sad. But she's safe, right? She's safe right now.
1: So there's been the Frisco PD of Texas and the Lacey Lakeview PD have both confirmed. It. That's why I sound a little bit confused on the article when I was reading it. But they basically wrote the exact same thing. She's in a safe place. They're both actively investigating it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, there's not enough information to go beyond that, really. And I think it's probably because it's an ongoing case with a juvenile, so they they're only allowed to release so much information to the public. I want to believe. We'll find the, out more, I, I want to believe the police, but it. Listening to the phone call between the father and one of the the chiefs is a little disturbing. It's a little scary how much they're more focused on, like, is she a lying type? Like, I, I, it's very weird. You know, we'll link the Charming Gypsies channel in the description so you guys, if you want to listen to it, you can make your own judgment call on that. What you think? But I want no, to. I want to think. Oh no, I'm sorry.
0: I was just going to say something from a personal experience. A dad that doesn't want to, like, get in any sort of trouble definitely will say his daughter's a liar, which is so sad. And But it's common, I know, from personal experience with my little sister. So, you know, there are people out there who will side with the father, like, um, say a police officer who has dealt with situations with his own daughter and he's talking to him you know if he's going to ask those questions maybe he's dealt with a rebellious daughter or he's dealt with situations at at work that are very similar so or it maybe it's like mandatory questions also but i feel like they also lie and i i hate hearing that that even had to be a question just like how you brought that up but father's lie like why even ask potential predator that question you know with the allegations and stuff why even ask him that? Well, the, <laughs> like ask the, the da- mom that ask the dad's not the,
1: the dad's not the one that it's the it's the boyfriend of the of the uh, uh,
0: oh of two yeah. completely different people
1: yeah so it's the boyfriend of sophie's mother that it has the allegations and i must have fa- just
0: merged the two
1: no no, no, I think I think uh it's been reposted so boyfriend, many times father, but if you go back and read the uh or watch the the clean cut the video from the YouTube, you can hear the audio mm-hmm. a lot more it's she's talking about the uh the the mother's boyfriend
0: well, did the dad say that she was a liar?
1: no, not at all he that's that's the that's what's strange about the police phone calls if you listen to it he like the police officer keeps out he's like, is she a stubborn type? And he's like, no, she's very well behaved normally. Hmm. And, uh, they're more concerned about like the custody battle and things like that than the sexual allegation, which granted, maybe there is more information. We don't know. And, but I don't know how any police officer could watch that video and think this girl's lying. Like there's gotta be something to this.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> the moral of it is, um, I I would say just don't jump to conclusions. Like listen to the kid.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we should always listen to the kid first and mm-hmm. react quickly to that, and then go from there. I don't I don't know what to do in this situation. I hope they figure things out. I if she was being sexually abused, I hope it is completely stopped now, and they're on the track of making sure that it never ever ever happens again because that video makes me want to cry every time I watch it.
0: As soon as more information comes out, we will for sure mention it here. This, I just wanted to shed some light on this as well. A sexual predator offers tutoring services during pandemic to get to children. So he's lying, pretending to be a tutor to get close to these children in Santa Ana, California. Investigators say that 30-year-old Michael Douglas Bailey knew exactly what to do. Our parents whose children are trying to go to school via distance learning, his services as a tutor. Supposedly, he told them he was a teacher and the kids could even use the internet in his apartment. He has lived in the building for a couple of years, so they knew him or so they thought. On August 24th, he followed one 12-year-old into his bathroom and, according to investigators, sexually assaulted him. The boy screamed out to his buddies, who are also in the apartment, who started banging on the door. Eventually, they all got out. Police arrested Bailey, who has made the hundred thousand dollar bail. They believe there are other victims, not only in Santa Ana but other areas. Adding that this is a new trend for child molesters to offer their service to parents looking for options during the COVID pandemic, remote teaching times. So you need a teacher, you find them on the internet. You allow your kids there thinking it's a safe person and you allow this person in your home maybe while you're at work and sexual abuse takes place or trying to. It's disgusting. It, it sounds it,
1: like a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, like, there are... Already...
0: You can't trust anybody. You can You can do background checks. You can do anything. You just can't trust just anybody, you know?
1: Yeah, that's... I, I don't even know what to say about... Like, it's just, it's absolutely terrifying that they're using that opportunity, but I guess predators change with the times. I guess that's what it is, and we just parents need to be more aware. And yeah, we-
0: things you can do is ask them where they taught and call the district to check. You can ask them for their credentials and, if possible, references, but remember, references could be friends of the predator, If your child goes to the tutor's home for lessons, surprise them, show up in the middle of a lesson to see what's going on and just check as much as you can. You can never not check enough. Santa Ana PD believes Bailey has other victims and likely outside of the area, which is super scary too. So please give them a call. We'll link the article down below so you can see the picture of him and if you recognize that guy trying to do that again because he is on bail or if you see him in your area make sure you steer, steer clear just there's scary people out there
1: yeah it's just uh you know like i said the scariest people really know how to hide and if you look at the picture of that guy he doesn't he doesn't fit the stereotype of what you think of a predator looks like he at all
0: and we're gonna link this right below that article this is a dance instructor to the stars arrested as suspected sexual predator he does not look like he'd be a sexual predator either especially with his background in working with very well known big names he's a renowned Las Vegas Valley dance instructor who has worked with Britney Spears Madonna and other high profile artists he has been in re- arrested in North Las Vegas as a suspected serial sexual predator. North Las Vegas police said in a statement that they arrested 45 year old Jesse Lee Santos on Wednesday after he was accused of sexual assault, lewdness with a minor, sexual contact between a school employee and a student, child abuse, and intentional transmission of HIV. Police said there may be additional unidentified victims in the case and urged them to come forward. He's a well-known dancer and owner of JLS Entertainment, which operates around the valley. In the statement, he said he has worked with several well-known people. So, like like the last guy.
1: Another nightmare. Um, Yeah. I guess going on surprising predators, let's go with this one right now. Two women, ages 19 and 21, accused of trafficking minors in Florida. West Palm Beach, Florida. Two women are now behind bars for the alleged involvement in sex trafficking of minors, the FBI announced. Caria Nunez, 21, in Hollywood, and Alexandria Ramirez, 19, of Coral Springs, were arrested by Broward County Human Trafficking Task Force, which includes Fort Lauderdale Police Department, Coral Springs Police Department, Miramar Police Department, the Broward County Office of State Attorney, and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Florida. Federal court documents allege that the pair was sex trafficking two 15-year-old girls from October 2019 through January 2020. On January 29, 2020, one of the victims was recovered during a human trafficking operation at a hotel in Fort Lauderdale. Authorities reached out to the other victim for the first time on February 12th and told the authorities both girls were forced to have sex for money at an Airbnb in Lake Worth. Sexually explicit photos were taken of the girls and posted on websites and used to advertise for prostitution, according to court documents. One of the victims has been reported missing by her family since around January 18th. Nunes and Ramirez are currently in federal custody and facing two counts of sex trafficking of a minor. Wow. Yeah. Twenty-one and nineteen.
0: And we could go on and on and we could have so many more stories just like this. The news does not talk about a lot of stories like this, often if at all. So I mean we could go on forever. So I think we're gonna end it here though. Just make sure if you wanna see the articles or see anything that we're talking about, we always link stuff in the description below. If you have if you want to come on. Message our Instagram or Facebook or one of our personal personal social medias, and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. I appreciate y'all. Banana cats.
1: Much love. Banana
0: cats. Peace.